ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey, offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Perils Advisory. There are times we fail before we ever start the race. In fact, we may find ourselves participating in the wrong one, or worse, determining it wasn't a race at all. People have a tendency to respond to something based on their own expectations and beliefs, often resulting in them solving the wrong problem. We'll be exploring what we can do about that with our guest today and how lessons from the sales and marketing arena can be applied in any situation. Joining us today is Caitlin Durney. Now she's a self-proclaimed lover of all things Instagram and drawn to the appeal of connecting with people from around the world. As the founder and owner of Meraki Media Management, she helps individuals and businesses develop strategies and create content for their Instagram lead generation efforts. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. So, you know, I know you are here talking about messaging, but how does that even relate to addressing the actual pain and issues that uh, people often are dealing with? Yes, yeah. So what I like to say first right off the bat is creating a conversation with our client is so important so that we know how they talk about their problems. So if we don't know how they explain their pain points, then it can be really difficult for us as business owners to pitch ourselves to them because we don't know how they may identify or use certain rhetoric based around their pain points. So what I say with my clients, especially if they're just starting out and they might not be as comfortable talking about their product or service, um, it's really important to get front of the client and find those similarity of pain points that come across most clients that you work with. Um, and then you're able to discuss that based upon an emotional selling and really bring it back to the pain points that your clients have. But when it comes down to your messaging, we have to include the pain points and the emotions that the client feels in order for them to understand this is how you may feel now, but this is how you'll feel after you work with us and kind of coming over to the brighter side of doing things most of the times, especially with coaches or a service-based business, we're that problem solver for them. So how are they feeling now and how do they feel by the end of, you know, us working together? So I think if I go into that one point a little bit, because I think that's a great one about listening and I think anytime we're trying to either convince someone of something or make a change, it's important to listen. What about listening to the actual language they use to communicate it? Uh, because often I think there's one thing to hear what they're saying, but they may be saying the same thing we are, but using a different language. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like most of the time that happens right off the bat, even when I first started my business, you know, people are talking about batching content and that was never a terminology that I had used before. So it didn't even come across to me that they were talking about, you know, building out content for Instagram and social media. Um, so, and of course that was a long time ago now, but as they were explaining their issues to me, I didn't even understand what their problems were. So it's really about getting into that conversation and you as as the industry leader, knowing all of the different terminologies and that different type of rhetoric so that when you're addressing this certain client, you know how to approach them. You know, you've heard that they're using this type of terminology when you ask them what they're struggling with. Um, you include that type of terminology in your pitch back to them. And that's what's really helped me work my way through like sales pitching and getting that messaging correct. Because most of the time our clients have some type of overlapping pain point. So if we're able to get down the right type of messaging for that specific client, that's really when the magic happens and including that type of rhetoric because everybody has different terminologies, especially based around where they live. Um, so once you kind of understand how to approach different people based off of those different experiences or different industries that they're in, and that was really, um, I have to say, pivotal for my business and also pivotal for a lot of my clients' businesses that we work around coaching them with their messaging. Understanding their client is really what has to happen first for them to know, okay, they use this type of terminology. This is how we sell it. No, I think that's really important. And then I guess, you know, as we're preparing and we think about the fact that many of us have sort of inherent assumptions and biases that sort of cloud our ability to listen and even understand what people are saying, you know, what do you suggest to people to help overcome that or even avoid that from happening? Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely say going in with an open mind, because <laughs> even giving that example that I gave right off the bat, I'm like in this networking meeting and people are asking me questions that can be really overwhelming to kind of think on your feet. And at times, even though it may make you look a little bit less credible, but ask them to clarify. Just say, can you expand on that issue a little bit more? Maybe give me an explanation of where that issue may, you may have seen that come up in your business. And that helped me a lot kind of break down, okay, this is what they meant by this terminology, even if it's the wrong word that they may be using, right? Because we don't always all know the terms, especially if someone's coming to you for coaching they may not know what exactly they need help on. So really asking my clients like specific experiences they've had, especially in the online space, you know, how did people react when you sent XYZ? Why do you think that this wording was, you know, not working? And how can we pivot that based off of knowing your client? Um, because what it comes down to most of the times we're getting in our own way. <laughs> so when we're able to ground ourselves and realize that everybody is human, they're just like us, um, and step back and realize, okay, 
this is how they feel in the beginning. Let's get back to that emotion and then kind of start to break it down from there. But I have to say, asking the experiences and asking the client to expand on their pain points has really helped me um, understand my clients overall um, and the pain points that they normally come up to, which is basically most of the time around Instagram, it's pretty straightforward, but it can get more complex, of course, as the more detailed and business coaching that you go with it. I imagine it can get pretty detailed and, you know, maybe you can expound on uh, a particular challenging situation you've encountered that really reinforced your need to sort of stay flexible, adjust and, and you know, highlighted the, this need to listen and understand. Yeah, yeah. So with Instagram, especially because I'm organic, I will work with certain clients that have, you know, promoted on Instagram before they may be paying for ads. And that's fantastic. You know, there's certain places where that's the perfect thing to do. But most of the clients that I'm working with are coming to me for organic outreach, which is completely opposite. So it's just going to pull on each other. And I had clients, you know, promoting posts and spending a lot of money that wasn't driving their sales at all. And that's where they were choosing to spend their money where they could have spent it right somewhere else, probably better off. And it took me time to kind of digest that this was, you know, probably an ego driven side of them. They're boosting their posts because they want the likes, they want the engagement, and they're not boosting it because they want to sell their product or actually make money off of it. So I realized um, very early on, most of the clients I was working on it, it started with the mindset shift um, and how to get back to the goal. You know, why are we here on Instagram? Why did we start with all of this? And I have to say with most, I'm sure as you know, from working with huge, huge corporations, um, when they build up these mindset or mindset blocks over time, we have to get back to the grassroots. What are our goals? You know, what is the one driving force why we're on this platform? And that should be the only real reason why we're showing up. We're not even showing up for the likes. We're not really even showing up for the engagement. All that matters is that we're converting and that we're getting leads off of the platform. No, and I think, you know, really what you're saying from my perspective applies everywhere and well beyond sales. And I think if we take it a step up, you know, any of us who have to get something done. Um, often to be successful, we need to understand the perspective everyone's coming from, the world they're living in. We can't just expect to wave a wand and everyone sort of gets in line and just figures it all out. And there's a lot of examples out there where people sort of fail to pay attention to this. So for me, this is an internal or external uh, view that anyone can benefit from. I'm wondering from your yeah. perspective, for people who help others, service others, are there additional benefits we're not considering with this kind of approach or with this consideration beyond what you've already mentioned? Yeah, so of course, you know, there's going to be a vast amount of clients that can come across or even just other people, right? This could come down to like 
networking or co-networking or maybe even partnering with another client. And I think it really comes down to making sure that you're both speaking the same language before you go into working together. Um, Because even if we don't kind of lay things out on the table early on and explain, you know, this is our process, this is how we do things, this is how we refer to things, maybe especially if you're doing, you know, intensive business coaching, maybe even have a cheat sheet of different types of words that you use to identify so that your client can go back to that and reread it because sometimes it's really difficult for us to take all of the information in, especially if they're hiring someone else to do it. So the communication is key, you know, right off the bat, making sure that you and your client are on the same page, you are using the same terminology and that they understand you know, what a post means or what a comment means or what, you know, our scheduler is. Even yesterday, for example, I had an email with a client and she wrote back to me, you know, let's hold off on posting for today. And I had assumed she meant, you know, pause all posting, you know, nothing can go out when it was really just a miscommunication. So what I do with my clients very frequently is just to clarify, or I would need some clarity to this. Um, can you explain this to me a bit more? Or do you mind if I walk through what I'm hearing so that you know this is what we're doing? Um, that kind of goes a little bit more beyond messaging, but as long as the client knows this is what to expect, this is what we do, that's when I've seen the best results come out. Um, and that miscommunication can definitely throw things off the rails quickly if it's not kind of set up first. No, absolutely. And I think, look, as we begin to close here, um, and before we sort of sign off, I'm wondering, we are in a world now where so much more remote from people. A lot more is occurring online. People are selling more online. They're interacting more online. Heck, most of us don't even see people physically anymore. So what recommendations do you have for folks interacting with others online, selling to people online? Yes. Okay. So this is like my favorite topic. And especially if you're on Instagram, this would be a great tip. And it's just to be overly nice and be overly approachable, overly of service for your client, um, offering that free value up front so they know they can trust you. Because what happens online, which of course it does, right? We all become a little bit more skeptical. We've all been, you know, on that one site where you order something and it never shows up in the mail and then your credit card's jacked the next day. Like we've all been screwed over before through the internet. So it's all about building the trust online up front. Um, And I think a lot of people forget that. So even this can go through email marketing. What are you offering your client to build that trust with them? Are you directly reaching out to them, asking them if, you know, what are their problems? It's a great way for market research to approach your clients and say, what are you dealing with? What are you struggling with? And have them explain it back to you so that you know, okay, this is how they're approaching things. This is what they need help with. Um, but really coming at that point of service. So how much value are you giving back to them in that sales pitch? Because it's not really about just telling them you're going to do X, Y, Z. It's also about building that trust up front. You can implement this now. Tell me how it works in the next few weeks. See if you see a result. A lot of the times I'll tell my clients, you know, 
follow me on Instagram, it's proving that my strategy works so that they're able to sit back and watch. They want to observe first before they sign on most, most of the time with service-based um, industries. They like to observe. Um, and the online space is a play, perfect place for people to do that. But unless you are willing to communicate back or be of service or have that conversation with them, why would they buy from you? Um, Another great kind of backstory, I actually had a client DM me on Instagram today, and she's fantastic, and she said, you know, Caitlin, I'm having an issue with clients signing on. And I had gotten back to her and said, are you offering free value up front? Are you offering, you know, maybe even a discovery call or a coffee chat call? Sometimes I'll call them. So the client doesn't feel stressed, right? It's not a sales call. It's more so a call for us to get acquainted. I want you to hear what I do. I want to hear what you do. And then at the end of the call, if it seems right and in alignment for your business to work together, that's great. If not, then we can be acquaintances, support each other online, and hopefully we can funnel some great business to one another. So I kind of treat my clients as networkers first and then my potential clients so that it's very much less pressure on them. I find when I pressure them, the sale normally doesn't go through. And I, you know, firstly, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining today. Um, and I love the message of be nice because I think in t particularly today's day and age, we all need to take a breath and make sure and make a conscious effort that we're being a little more nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like really stepping back, reread that message to yourself and think about how you would feel if you got that message and or email in your inbox. Um, I think the emotion is really taken out of a lot of sales selling or even email marketing because we just want to get the content out there. And until we really stop, reread, digest how this may make our client feel, that's when your message will work um, because you're a past version of your client, you know, so you know what they want to hear. It's just about rereading and digesting and making sure that that's coming across. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Of course. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. You know, I've lost track on the number of times someone stood dumbfounded because they just couldn't understand why a person wouldn't want to buy this incredible widget. I mean, can't they just see how great it is? Their fundamental challenge arises from the fact that they're approaching things from their own perspective and not that of their buyer. I'd like to express my appreciation to Caitlin for joining us and sharing some terrific insight to help us better understand and communicate with others. Thank you for listening today. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Ryan Walter. And remember that solving your biggest business problems begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parallels Advisory, our focus is your business's future. Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps, unlock your potential, and move you forward making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation, and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. 
don't forget to share the show with others who want more for their businesses. Got a question, feedback on the program, or interested in being a guest? Simply go to parallel.co forward slash a2a-podcast and send us a message. That's P-A-R-R-E-L-S dot C-O forward slash A, the number two, A-podcast. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at parallel.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.